While it may be exciting to visit a haunted house, living in one may be far less fun. Estate agents and sellers aren't obliged to tell you that a property is rumoured to be haunted. So if you want to be sure that you won't be sharing your new home with the ghost or its former tenants, you need to ask the right questions. Has the house a sinister past? Is there anything about its history that you can find out about through the local papers or neighbours if you suspect that it could be haunted? So what if you discover the house that you're living in is already haunted? Psychic mediums that I've spoken to agree that if you think that your home is haunted, then you're probably correct, whether that's because of physical experiences that you've had or from your own intuition, the likelihood is that the spooky goings-on are real. People have reported lots and lots of different things that they've experienced. Some physical signs might include the movements of objects, strange shadows and figures appearing in the dead of night and noises can be heard. Cement that refuses to set, as in the case of a house in County Derry in Ireland that was up for sale but had to be taken off the market because of its ghostly goings-on. Apparently, according to locals, the house was built on the site of an old horse's graveyard and the last woman to live there had fled, terrified, for her life eight years earlier. Some people have experiences of strange tapping noises, wisps of air that suddenly comes from nowhere and unexplainable smells or voices that can be heard when there's no one else there. Sometimes, however, the experiences are more subtle and the spirit of the house doesn't make their presence known in an obvious way. The occupier of the house will simply just sense a presence in a room or maybe feel off whenever they step into a particular room. They may begin experiencing strange dreams or feel that something is trying to communicate with them psychically. Pets also are very good at detecting spirit and they may often growl or bark in a specific place. These are all indicators that your home may be haunted. So we suspect the home that we're living in is haunted. What do we do first? Well, the mediums I've talked to, they agree that we can simply ask the spirit to leave. However, it's not always successful and the activity may well increase as a result as the spirit communicates that it's you and not them who have to go. So do you stay and persist in trying to get rid of your ghostly problem by yourself or hurriedly put the house up for sale? Or do you turn to someone who has experience of dealing with this sort of situation, which isn't at all uncommon from what I've heard. Well, today I'm going to be chatting to a man who has travelled across the world and helped families and owners of haunted houses for decades. He has appeared on international television and radio. 
today I welcome to the programme a man who has many creative and musical abilities, truly a virtuoso. He's an architect, storyteller and filmmaker, philosopher and spatial psychotherapist, a musician, composer and author best known for his book The House Whisperer. Please welcome Christian Kiriakou, aka The House Whisperer. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, Dan. Oh, wonderful. We've managed. <laughs> good, good. Thanks for agreeing to come on and chat with me amidst this very turbulent and unprecedented time. Mm, you're um, welcome. Yeah. It, well, welcome, from, welcome to Spirit Island in the Mediterranean. Is that where you are? Absolutely. I'm wherever spirit takes me. Oh, wow, wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful here up in the northeast. Uh-huh, lovely, lovely. Well, Christian, I read your book. I wanted to, to talk today about, about your book, particularly The House Whisperer, as you're <laughs> known as The House Whisperer. And I read your book in 2014, and I have to say that I was really fascinated and learned a great deal from it. And I don't know whether... Until that time, I'd considered the idea that every building and house holds a vibration and a soul, as it were, and that every person who's ever lived there has left their unique energetic imprint upon the very, the very fabric and the walls of the house. And more fascinating to me was the idea that you talk about in great detail in your book that our vibration... And the vibration of the house has to match. And that when we're looking to buy or to purchase a house, this match of energy, vibration, sometimes if there is a clash, then mm. this can cause a psychic disturbance, hauntings even. Yeah, absolutely. So how how does how does all this this work, Christine? How did you I know you you're amongst many things, you, you've got so many um, strings, strings, feathers to your bow. You, you're an architect, a musician, and filmmaker, amongst many other things. But how did you get into this? How did you discover it? Oh, um, the earliest memory as a child when I came to London from Cyprus with my parents at um, about two years old, and staying in a house in North London, and uh, just being aware of really dark, scary energies. And mm -hmm. that feeling is still familiar. It, it, it's like a flavor. And I, I can tell it a mile off, you know, if I go to a house mm -hmm. or if I pick up the phone to somebody, you know, who's calling for a consultation. Um, mm -hmm. It's just something I recognize. So I think it's always been there in my system. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, um, you know, wherever I go to work with people, um what i try to get them to do is is to actually understand and feel what it is in their space because as you quite rightly said we're attracted yeah. um to certain houses and we're back to the uh, law of attraction 
Yes. And there is never anything right or wrong, certainly never something mm -hmm. wrong. I have never in my 25 years and oh, way over 1,500 consultations to date, I have never told anybody mm -hmm. to move house because really? of any um, bad, negative, because it's, it's um, you know, if we have a spirit that is stuck in a house, it's related to the owner always because the person living there has been attracted to the house. And, you know, often we think we've chosen a house, but the question is, has it actually chosen you? Has, you know, a spirit yeah. that is stuck in that house um, mm -hmm. perhaps called you in some way because they need help? Um, and, you know, I can tell some you know, really fascinating stories as to how people end up living somewhere um, mm -hmm. and usually they they recognize you know once I start working with them and you start stripping the layers off of what's going on they realize mm -hmm. that uh, you know the house called them or the spirit of the house called them and you know this whole thing of space clearing or spirit release or even ghost busting which is an absolute no-no uh, you've probably read that in my book but uh, Yes. You know, if you if you get rid of something, you're actually doing the owner a disservice because what is there is the evidence of what the owner needs to experience, understand and ultimately release. And in that process of connecting with, say, a stuck soul, um, that stuck soul, you know, needs to wants to be heard, you know, with love, compassion. Mm -hmm through the heart and then th that person that is stuck can leave and in that leaving and release there is a mirror image healing that happens in the owner of the property because ultimately it's their ghost it's like an inner ghost yes. nothing is externalized as such you know it's our stuff so and have you have you experienced where, where the their ancestors christian that Perhaps it's the individual's ancestors, their bloodline, um, former lives. Does this come into it as well? Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, often um, we'll discover in working with people that um, <clears throat> they, they have lived in that particular house before or lived in yeah. something that is a similar resonance. Um, one wow. very clear I've been here before is uh, um, a lady in uh, BC, Canada, who has uh, 320 acres um, of wild land and 14 horses that roam wild. Now, she, mm -hmm. uh, it's a long story. There, there is a video on my website uh, that people can watch mm -hmm. under the video section. And um, there was a massacre on the land. And uh, essentially, in a very roundabout way, the horses were playing up. Uh, I eventually got called there, and uh, we, we did a lot of energy work and ancestral work. And she had been there before. She was executed on the land. There was an entire indigenous village on the land that was massacred uh, a couple hundred years nice. ago. So she was drawn back there. And in the process of our, uh, my first visit there, I've been there a couple of times, um, she discovered um, at the entrance to this uh, area that was 
the native village uh, was her father very angry that nobody was actually uh, paying attention or doing anything about it. So there was a lot of release. Um, and it wasn't until that moment uh, that she realized it was her father from a past life still in the land waiting for resolution for all his people that had been massacred. So, you know, that on a very big scale um, is a very good example that uh, that goes on. But it's more more common than people realize, you know, in, in just normal houses, you know. Yeah. So there's a psychological process that you take the owner through, Christian, isn't yeah. there? That, that this is a psychological process that you work with the family, you're shifting that lower vibration. And through that, does the individual also, do they have to kind of go deep within their own psyche as well? Is, it, is this a process that you take them yeah. through in order to contact yes. that inner core, that memory Absolutely. Even, Absolutely. Um, of, of the association? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like in the early days of feng shui, which I was part of in the 90s, as I'm sure you know, you know, it, it's, um, yeah. there's a lot of misunderstandings in my field. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of people would do things, you know, they would do a consult for people. But, you know, it's not about doing it for them, but taking the, the person, the owner, through a process. And, and for me, it's a psychotherapeutic process because the house is a pure reflection of your inner house and all your patterns yeah. and your ancestry that we've touched on. So, mm -hmm. you know, unless you take that person through that process and go deep to the point that I call the aha moment, when the person realizes yeah. the problem that they've called me for um, suddenly surfaces and they go, ah, oh, yeah, that's it. And that is the first moment that um, they can begin mm -hmm. to take responsibility uh, and do the inner changes. And, you know, it's, it's often, you know, uh, it's, well, it's easy to get to that point, but then there is work to do with the owner. You know, it's not a quick fix. I don't go around hanging wind chimes and things that people sometimes expect, but I make that really clear before uh, I take on a consultation. It's about your journey, and I'm going to take you to that point where you see your relationship to, you know, your your past, uh, and we're you know we're talking about this lifetime, childhood, and of course past lifetimes comes into it big time. So what what in terms of the individual perhaps whereby for whatever reason they're not able to to go deeply within their own psyche in that way and have you ever encountered a situation where maybe the spirit refused to leave perhaps that union between the individual the owner and that spirit is contracted to, to perhaps I don't know maybe stay together but there is an unwillingness of, mm. of the owner and, and, and they have to leave that house i mean is there any been any variations yeah, to, to yeah. oh absolutely many 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 variations um when when a spirit doesn't leave uh it's because either the spirit um is not ready to or more often than not the owner is not ready to let them go um, I, I would say yes. that 99 times out of 100, I can get the owner to to talk, even if they've never spoken to spirit, dead people, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, I get them yeah. to communicate and find a way to do that. Uh, and they do it really well. And I can hear in, in the mind the, the, the conversation going on. And, you know, I can guide nice. the owner to, you know, just say, well, um, just see what it is. Why, why are they stuck? What are they afraid of? You know, are they afraid of being judged or mm -hmm. going to hell rather than heaven, you know, because of uh, religious upbringing yeah. and all this. Um, but once, you know, the person who is stuck in spirit realizes um, that they're, you know, they're being helped, uh, it's up to then the owner, you know, are they prepared to let them go? Because remember, when you're attracted to a house or the spirit of the house or the spirit in the house has attracted you to buy it <clears throat> or to rent a property, um, what happens is mm -hmm. that you form a relationship with that person. Um, and as an example, um, there was one lady who wanted, she, she complained of not being in a relationship with a man and she wanted to have a relationship. And um, it's a very interesting, um, uh, it, the, the, the house she lived in uh, was a group of um, houses designed by an architect in North London uh, last century. And um, the architect who designed, who actually lived in this particular house of the client, um, actually had moved back in there after he died. And so the client was actually in relationship nice. with him. And she sort of knew it. Wow. And I said, well, you know, um, this sort of came about having a cup of tea and uh, chatting. And I just noticed him by the fireplace. And, uh, you know, so we had the conversation, yeah. got her to talk to him. And she had a choice, you know, we want to mm -hmm. release him. And she sort of said yes, but I didn't quite believe her. And so we did the process, um, but I don't feel she released him and she didn't because she, she was happy to be in that relationship. She could control it. Yeah. It was safe um that there wasn't a real man to sort of have uh, any issues with because <laughs> she was in relationship with spirit yes. and this is more yeah. common uh, realized um but until mm -hmm. until she's prepared to let that person go she will be stuck and not find um a human being um relationship in current time um, and it's a classic, um, you know, a single woman will be attracted to a house or an apartment where there is a single old lady living there and they get it into a relationship. And, you know, we all go through periods in life where we sort of, oh, we, we don't want to be in a relationship. Um, and so you're taking a break. But yeah. then say after a year, uh, that, you know, lady who's um, moved there thinks, yeah, you know what, now now I want to be back in a relationship again. But guess what? She can't. She's yes. stuck. Uh -huh. She's now in a relationship She's with stuck. a single old lady in spirit. Um, and so, you That's know, incredible. why would that lady in spirit want to let the relationship go? So you've got this dynamic going. Um, it's a kind of three-way relationship of the owner, the woman in spirit, and and the spirit of the house itself the consciousness um so there needs to be an agreement all round uh, otherwise the the woman in spirit won't let her go so um 
there's conversations that need to be had and um so it can get very complex but always fascinating and uh uh i am in the process one day uh, i'm actually working on another book at the moment uh, whispers uh uh whispers of the ancients it's um it's another it's a galactic story but also i've got on the cards one day to write um a complete book on ghost stories which i have so, so many uh, i've got spread out in front of me just uh, seven pages of uh, consultations relating to spirit and different aspects of it um you know why we're attracted to certain things um do people project ghosts uh, a fascinating mm. one in Dublin um, a couple of years ago, and the woman couldn't sell the house. And uh, what we saw while we were working uh, was this man in spirit, very uh, angry and very controlling. And the memory came up mm -hmm. that um, uh, she, in a past life, was working uh, for this man in this actual house, going back to it was this particular house. So that's why she was drawn back to it. Mm -hmm. And she renovated the house, mostly with her own hands. Um, and it's like she felt compelled to, to work harder and harder as a kind of penance. Because what had happened was she made some error and the son of the owner had drowned in the well in the garden. And that well was still there. I could see it when I was there. So she was feeling so guilty, she came back to the house a couple of hundred years later, this lifetime, um, to work and renovate the house to, and, and really beautifully. And remember the whole thing was she couldn't sell the house, that's why she was um, you know, uh, calling me. Um, but she didn't know why she was doing mm -hmm. this or why she was attracted to it all. Um, and so, um, there, there wasn't, so in this case, there wasn't a man in spirit, but what she had done, the current owner, was project him as a reality in order for her to fulfill mm -hmm. her sort of penance, if you like, and do the work in the house as an apology for um, being responsible for the death of his son. So, you know, so it wasn't a ghost as such, but it was a projected reality of one. Yes. So you can get some really complex situations. And, you know, yes. I love it. There's a great sense of right. psychological. I'm yeah. Now, I, I just interjected there. I was, I was just saying there's a huge amount of psychological processes involved that a lot of people who are interested in hauntings and psychic ghost stories, etc., just see things kind of in a in a in a, a one-dimensional way don't they they don't see the the psychological relationships oh. and the connections the connections that we have with those who've transitioned and um ultimately that everything is happening now um so therefore that's sort of the sense of separation that's doesn't that. really exist yeah. in in actual terms we see things as is, yeah. is is concrete but um you must you must have seen some situations or been in situations where they've been pretty hair raising then the processes that people go through and the regression and yes, i sure. guess um even the taking 
taking over the individual to the degree where they, they become, you know, the stronger, um, the stronger one within within the psyche. Have have you had had moments or times where you've been concerned? Oh, very, and very much so. When, not, I, not, when uh, there was one case uh, in Oxfordshire um, where the woman um, was carrying, uh, and this is quite often as well. People will carry other souls with them, attachments. So this is another aspect that, that you know, yes. they're not ghosts, they're actually attachments of souls that are part. Um, yes. And uh, in this case, um, when, when you're aware of that, you know that there has to be a release of some kind. And um, mm -hmm. halfway through the consultation, she just suddenly collapsed on the floor and it, it went into exorcism mm -hmm. um, mode. So uh, that, that was pretty hairy and scary, but um, you know you've just got to keep it yeah. together and hold hold it together. And she got through it, and um, you know all was all was well. So yeah, there can be some uh, very deep psychological shifting that goes on, and and you've got to be able to hold. Yeah. And do you can do you continue to, to work along alongside the family, the owner, just? throughout the process to as long as it takes Christian one hit wonder um, if I I mean a lot of yeah. what I do now is is remote um, not because of the current situation I've always yes. done that but when I work remotely and not actually visiting a place and I can work just as efficiently remotely I will usually do it over three sessions a week apart uh, and so you you can see the development yeah. and the changes in in those three weeks, which is quite extraordinary because it gives time for the uh, owner to process and all the energies to cook and resettle. So um, and and then after that, always in touch with the owner, of course, the client to to make sure that yeah yeah because it's yeah. part of their development. As I say, you know, life psychology is not a is not a one hit wonder. It carries on. And I'm often in touch with people, you know, yes. for a year, a few years, and maybe they resurface after five, ten years. Um, and that, that's part of uh, the service I offer, yeah, yeah. So you've, you, in, in most cases, the, there is harmony and union eventually then with the, um, either the spirit has left the house and the, and the owner can continue to live there, or there is this, Sympathical between yeah. both of them, which in which they can inhabit inhabit the building quite happily together. Um, well, I mean, I guess in um, most it, cases it, it is sometimes, as I say, most uh, um, cases I've worked with, um, there is a release because that that is to the benefit of the owner and especially the person who is stuck in spirit. Because when people do pass over, uh, when there is trauma in the heart. Uh, they get stuck in this in-between world, you yeah. know, the, the, the ghost world. Uh, and they often don't know that they've died. And so sometimes you have to tell them that. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, there are so many stories. And I know our, our time is probably running out. But uh... Yeah, definitely. Can we just finish, though, Christine? Sure. There's a question I wanted to ask was, what advice would you would you sort of give to anyone potentially buying a house or renting office space? The sorts of things that they might look out for, observe or sense to ensure that they, they may live there happily. Is there anything particular that you could say, 
this this could indicate or, uh, or is it it's, very um, well, shady and you, you never buy the wrong house. Let me put that first. Whatever house you are attracted to okay. is because the pattern of where you are in your life and evolution and journey, you're, you're, you're projecting it out knowingly or not all the time. And so a house is going to find you and you're going to feel a resonance with it. And therefore, I would say it's the right house, quote unquote. Um, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be okay. happy ever after and wonderful. It's like any relationship with a person, you know, like soulmates. We think soulmates, yes. well, wonderful, mm. but they're the ones that are going to put you through the yes, mill um, because that's what soulmates yeah, are, yeah, sure. are about. And uh, so, you know, yes, uh, and, and you know that every lifetime, um, you know, we have something like 30 potential soulmates. But also, you know, in our space all the time, we, we have spirit world coming through like radio and TV channels, internet channels, thousands and millions of them. Which ones do we tune into? Um, so to answer your question, uh, it, it's giving bits of advice about uh, choosing a house, I, I think would be impossible in, in space of time but you know um every every monday at three o'clock uk time um i run a, a free webinar yes. and you can see that on my website uh, anyone can join and ask questions and uh, share discussions like this that's that's brilliant um and, and what is your um, the website, your website is simply thehousewhisperer.tv Fantastic. Christian, thanks ever so much for coming on to the program this afternoon and um, spending time. I appreciate it. It's been really fascinating and I'm sure lots of people will, will be interested um, to, to log on to your website and see what other work that you're doing. Thank you, in the class thank you, so thank for you very the much. Thank you very thank much, you. Christian. Join me again tomorrow for another Morning Elixir Breakfast Show.